Happy New Year, Iowa, and good morning, and good Sunday morning. It's uh, Dr. Rick Cotting. Thank you for spending some time with me here today, and well, here it is, another new year, um, another year in the books. So last week, I did my Christmas show. I hope people liked it. I don't know. I don't do a lot of show prep, honestly. I kind of get a general idea about what I want to talk about. Usually, sometimes, you know, because I record typically at lunchtime on a Wednesday in the middle of a very busy clinic and or surgery day. And I oftentimes I try Tuesday night, I try to kind of think about what I want to talk about. And then I think about it on the way to the radio station, which is about four minutes. So I don't I don't plan it out. So I hope I hope that my Christmas show, I hope people enjoyed it. And so. It's New Year's, and I would, because last week was the Christmas show, I didn't really give uh, my hunting report for the year. Not that there's much to give. So uh, my buddy Jay and I went down to the Possum Lodge somewhere outside of Sheraton. And uh, again, it's our friends. Tom's dad, I'm sorry, Jay's my neighbor, his dad Tom. It's Tom's friend's Merle's place. And we, uh, and Jay's two cousins came in, really nice young guys. One's a teacher and one's a uh, pilot. And I was supposed to go down Thursday, but there was a snow issue. And so I had a case that I had to get done on Friday. And so then I went down instead of Thursday evening, I got down there Friday evening. And so I brought my instant pot which I'm always talking about because I love it so much. And we made a tremendous beef stew. And then we got up the next morning and we went out there and we saw one doe. And then we went out in the middle of the day and saw nothing. Now, historically, it's been a deer traffic jam out there, frankly. Most years. Now, there have been a couple years where we didn't see many, but nothing as quiet as this. And so we came home empty-handed, but had a wonderful time down there. And thanks, Merle, for letting us uh, get down there. And so, yeah, I uh, it's the first time I've ever been hunting in Iowa and not that the whole group, nobody got anything. That's the first time. But... There's always next year, right? And then there's still pheasant season for a little bit here. I believe uh, we have a few more weeks of that. So, again, if you've been listening a while, you know my dogs are totally worthless. And I have these two Vishlas, which are supposed to be these premium hunting dogs. And let's just say they don't. They do cuddle, though. And my daughters love them. And I love them. They're good dogs. But it sure would be fun to take them out hunting. But, uh, yeah, so it's New Year's, so it's it's that time of year, and I will usually, on New Year's Day, I've really thought a lot about, and I have, of course I'm recording this before New Year's Day, that's how radio works, but, you know, I've thought a lot about, well, what did I get done last year? Well, number one is, my resolution every year, it's, a, it's the same top few. It's be a better father, be a better husband, be a better surgeon, be a better Christian. Those are the top 
four and then take care of my health and, uh, you know, kind of on from that. So, you know, I don't know. I'm working real hard on those first ones. I guess you'd have to ask my wife and daughters <laughs> health wise. I changed my body composition significantly. I can just definitely, I mean, I can see it's a whole different thing. Now I've gained a few pounds over the last couple months because I've sort of gotten into that, you know, it's holidays and I haven't worked out quite as much. My diet's a little bit more flawed than it has been. But I will tell you one of the things that worked for me this last year, I really was hitting the gym a lot. That always helps. And so I was doing weight work and cardio. But I decided I was going to go. I read I read this story. Um, um, this guy, Dr. Life is his name. It's literally his name, Dr. Life. And he was 56 and pretty pudgy looking. And he started taking testosterone supplementation, you know, for low T. And then he also takes growth hormone, which I haven't gotten into. But I decided, well, let's go check my testosterone. It was super low. And so I started supplementing with the testosterone for low T, you know, it's not like the same thing that bodybuilders, if you don't know about it. Um, I mean, most people have heard about it. It's not the same. It's not the same medication. It's, it's a different variety of testosterone and you don't use all the other stuff. It's you're, you're not trying to get. So when bodybuilders and weightlifters and athletes take it, they're trying to amp up from what their normal rate of, uh, you know, sporting capacity, if you will. But when you have low testosterone and mine was low, it's supposed to be about 850 and it was down around 200. And I would just tell you that I have so much more energy. I recover better in the gym. You know, certainly I'm sure there's some psychological, you know, while I'm taking this stuff, I better work out. And I do eat right. But it really, it really has made a, a, a benefit for me. I don't know. So if you, if you, you know, men out there, if you are over 50 and, it's worth having a conversation with your doctor. I actually spoke to a urologist that I know and I'm going to a sort of a men's clinic, but I wanted to double check and I talked to a urologist I know and he said I would treat you exactly like they are, the exact medications because there's a couple of other ones, anastrozole and clomiphene. So, yeah, I mean, in the end, uh, it's, it's been really good for me. And then of course, watching the diet and keeping the, I keep the super low carbs. I've just, it's the one thing that I've been able to maintain over time is really being low on the carbs. And I started, it's kind of intermittent fasting, but it's basically closing down the feeding window is the way it's described. So now, right now, I'm in the middle of the holidays, so I'm not even, you know, trying. <laughs> I should I should try more than I am. I'm working out, but man, my diet's, I just had some candied pretzels. So typically, I will eat no breakfast, maybe a cup of coffee with just a little bit of uh, cream in it, and sometimes not even that. And then I'll eat lunch at about 1.30, and then I'll eat dinner at about 7.30, and I won't in, eat in between. And the research that I was reading about this... As this guy, Mark Sisson, S-I-S-S-O-N, and he started this thing called the Primal Blueprint. And so I did the Primal Blueprint back in a, a while back, but it's very, very involved. What you're eating is very complicated. The workout is 
kind of complicated and some of it takes a long time. It's just, it didn't work out, but I really respected this guy because you can just see, I mean, he's super in shape and he's gotten millions of people in shape. But so this is what he's doing now. And again, I wouldn't advise any of this without talking to your doctor, but if you're, I'm just telling you what's worked for me. So his, and, and, you know, I was reading some of the other science behind it is, is his idea is, it's not his idea, but his understanding and now my kind of understanding is that if you go 18 hours in between meals, you actually start to get a stem cell rejuvenation. There's a word for it, and I, like I said, I didn't do any show prep. Uh, <laughs> but it's basically where your old cells will be replaced with newer cells through the stem cell process and, you know, I read some research on it out of some very respectable universities that say, yeah, we think that this is happening. So I found that to be very helpful. And uh, so I've gained probably 15 pounds in the last, since a little before Thanksgiving. So obviously I got to get that back off. But I know underneath, I mean, I'm still strong. I'm still, you know, when I'm doing the cardio, it's still I started doing these things called Tabatas and it's, so it's basically super intense for 20 seconds and then off for 10. And I started doing those. I did four minutes the first time and now I usually do 24 minutes. And so I'm, you know, I've really, I mean, I've increased my cardiac capacity and I'm stronger than I was in high school. So anyway, I think it's a good time to assess where you went over the last year and set your goals. And obviously that's a huge one for me health wise. I want to lose some more weight I think that'll come off easier now that I've got a lot more muscle mass and I'm, my metabolism is higher professionally last year. So, you know, I have a, I do fracture work and I do total hips with the Mako robot and my niche market that is where I feel like I really can say that I've just got some some real unique kind of things to offer is in the Mako total knee, the shoulder resurfacing and, and, uh, use of the Regenitin patch. And, and I asked the reps, well, how, how did I do this year? Well, I was the second most Mako total knees in the state. Now that's not the same as saying the second most total knees, but using the Mako robot, I did the second most in the state, which, you know, for being out in Carroll, isn't too bad. Uh, I did the most shoulder resurfacings, but that's that's because there's not any other guys using that shoulder resurfacing. But that's gonna change, I'm telling you. And given enough time, uh, but it was you know did relatively well nationally on that. And then the Regenitana did the most of those in Iowa. And what's exciting about that is is I've it's just that my through this show and through being around for a while, kind of focusing real heavily on the same things and being given by St. Anthony's the leeway to do the surgeries the way I want to do them. I've really developed this niche and I'm really proud of it. And I think it's a, a I'm excited to, to see where that goes this coming year. I, uh, you know, see how that can build. Although I will say that I did a lot of surgery last year and, um, I could fit marginally more surgery in, but I, 
I just don't have it in me to do the numbers I did, you know, in when I was in my forties, you know, I would do when I was in Champaign-Urbana, you know, 700, more than 700 surgeries a year, which is really a ton. <laughs> so, so I didn't do quite that many this year, but a whole lot. And it was, uh, and it was I'm hoping we can increase that a little bit. And I'm, uh, you know, obviously the other things I talked about being, you know, father, husband, and Christian, and work on those in very personal ways. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my sort of New Year's assessment and, and plan, if you will. You know, I think, I think that, uh, I mean, 2022 was a, was a good year for my family. It was a good year for me personally. It was, uh, I think a rough year on the international <laughs> politics front and a, you know, a rough year in the U S but, you know, I don't know really what I can do about those things. So I just try to control those things that I can. And I hope that, uh, everybody takes this up you know, you really, I understand it's almost, it's cliche. I mean, you, but taking the opportunity to really think about, uh, taking the opportunity to really think about, Having a plan for the year. I like to have a plan for the year. And I think you always get more done when you have a plan. And so I think everybody can be healthier. And there's probably a few people like the guest I had on a few weeks ago who the guy who I did both his, if you're a listener to the show, you remember I did both his shoulder resurfacing and I interviewed him. And in the, in the middle of that interview, I found out that he was in the top 10 in the world in the CrossFit championships for his age group. And I did not know that at all before that. So some of you can't get much healthier. He would be one of those. The rest of us, we can all get healthier. And I think that if you focus on, you know, being mentally and physically and spiritually better on January 1st, 2024, than you are today on January 1st, 2023, I mean, it gives you something, gives you a framework to work with. And so as far as, you know, it's, it's the first year, I will say this, it's the first year that there's not been anything that has just immediately either happened or is right on the verge of happening within orthopedics that I'm super excited about. I mean, a lot of the stuff I'm doing is still super new. I mean, the superior capsule reconstruction is still relatively new. Obviously, the Regen and 10 patch is new. Uh, that's only, you know, a couple of years. The shoulder resurfacing in the grand scheme of things is still new. It's um, been out about 10 years. The Mako Robot is, I think, has only been doing total hips for three or four, maybe five years. Um, before that, it was just total knees. So I don't know what the horizon is, but the the one thing that I've always found is I've always found time to sit and listen to the newest ideas coming through in orthopedics. Um, and oftentimes when you're in a busy practice, you don't really go. I don't, I don't go to meetings anymore. If I need to listen to a lecture or learn something, I kind of learn online. I just, you know, I have my girls for such a little time. I can't imagine taking uh, four or five days off to go fly somewhere and sit in a room with a bunch of surgeons, which I did years. And I mean, been to many, many meetings, presented at meetings and gone to meetings just to listen. And I just, you know, right now in my career, 
with the advent of the with the explosion of you know YouTube and all these other things, you can hear the best lecture in the world in the field that you want to. I mean, I get things in my mailbox all the time. I mean, so and I listen. It's really interesting because in my email box, I will probably four times a week get something and just sit there and listen to it for a half hour, listen to a talk. I mean, so there's like this constant, and then I, you know, I read research in the, in the journals and everything. But anyway, my point is I'm not taking time away to go listen to those things. But oftentimes what I've found is the technology will find you if you're willing to listen to it. The, the, uh, cool leaf procedure which I had been asking for for a very long time is now available at St. Anthony's. And that is the radio frequency treatment. Now it's very different. So I use an Iovera treatment. Now this is a freezing treatment of the superficial nerves on the knee that I do a couple weeks before your knee replacement. We now have the cool leaf treatment, which is a radio frequency treatment that requires x-rays to be done. Um, we send people up to uh, our pain clinic to do it. And they they do a procedure that injures the nerves for, sometimes I've seen them last up to about a year where you don't get any pain from your knee. Now, this is for people who either won't or can't have a total knee replacement for either social or medical reasons. But, you know, the reason that we have the Cooley, that I've been asking for it, is because when the Cooley rep came, I made five minutes to sit down and listen. Now, I listened to a lot of stuff. I listened to a lot of products, a lot of ideas. And sometimes they catch my eye and sometimes they don't. But I'm really interested to see what uh, what we might see this coming year. Last year, 2022, was the f- first time I was able to use the balloons in the shoulder. Uh, the Prineo wound closure system, which allows you to have a watertight wound closure that you can shower the day after surgery. Those were kind of the two big ones for uh, 2022. And of course, the year before that was the Regenitin patch. And, and uh, the year before that was the Iovera. And the year before that was the shoulder resurfacing. And the year before that was the superior capsule reconstruction. So there's, and the year before that was the subchondroplasty for the uh, uh, try to put off a knee replacement with, by injecting the cement into uh, the fissures in your in your bone. So there's just all kinds of new stuff, and I I'm really excited to see what the new year brings with respect to the technology on the orthopedic side. I'm excited to continue to build the practice and continue to work at St. Anthony's. And I, it was one thing I will say that I was just mentioning in my clinic is that it's really the first hospital I've worked at where every department is competent and interested in doing their jobs well. And that's not to say that there aren't other hospitals like that. I've worked in hospitals where that's true in some departments and not true in others, but this is the first one from the housekeeping to pharmacy, from nursing to physical therapy to social work. I mean, every department seems to be very competent and very, very interested in in doing their jobs very well. And it's interesting. It's kind of reflective of, you know, just... You know, I guess Iowa values and Carol values and all wrapped up and then Christian values as well. And so anyway, so interested to see and we'll let you know what new stuff comes in the new year. And I wish everybody a very happy and healthy new year.